Book 10, Part 3, Chapter 7 of A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Cliff Stone of Sydney, Australia. A Class Book of Old Testament History by G. F. McClear. Book 10, Part 3, Chapter 7. Death of Josiah, Captivity of Judah. 2 Kings chapters 23-24, 2 Chronicles chapters 35 and 36, BC 623-588. But the religious reformations of the pious king could not ward off the destined destruction of his kingdom. At this period, the great Assyrian Empire had considerably declined while the kingdom of Egypt, under a powerful monarch named Necho, had recovered much of its ancient glory. This king now resolved to gain possession of Carchemish, which commanded the passage of the Euphrates. From motives which cannot be certainly divined, Josiah resolved to oppose his progress through his own territory, and, in spite of an embassy from the Egyptian monarch begging him not to interfere, drew up his forces at Megiddo, and as though with a presentiment of his doom, disguised himself before entering into battle. His fears were verified. Struck by the Egyptian archers, he was removed from the battlefield to die before he reached Jerusalem, where he was committed to the grave amidst the profoundest grief of his people, and especially of the prophet Jeremiah, who composed a funeral elegy over this last and best of the kings of Judah, B.C. 610. 2 Chronicles 35 verse 25, Lamentations 4 verse 20. His son and successor, Jehoahaz, or Shalom, Jeremiah 22 verse 11, only held the throne for three months. On his return from Carchemish, Necho condemned the land to pay a tribute of 100 talents of silver and a talent of gold, and sending for the new king to Riblah in the land of Hamath, put him in bonds and thence removed him to Egypt, where he died. 2 Kings 23 verse 34. His brother Eliakim was now permitted by the Egyptian monarch to ascend the throne and in obedience to the same authority changed his name to Jehoiakim. In the fourth year of his reign, or BC 606, Nebuchadnezzar, placed by his father Nabopolassar at the head of the Assyrian armies, marched forth to avenge the Egyptian invasion. In a pitched battle at Carchemish, Jeremiah 46 verses 1 to 13, he utterly defeated Pharaoh Necho and recovered Coel Syria, Phoenicia and northern Palestine. Then advancing into Judea, he drove all who had no fenced cities and amongst the rest the Rechabites, Jeremiah 35 verse 11, to Jerusalem, captured that city, placed Jehoiakim in fetters, rifled the temple and carried off to Babylon some of the sacred vessels and many of the principal Hebrew nobles including Daniel and his three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Daniel 1 verses 1 to 6. On promise, however, of faithfulness to his liege lord, Jehoiakim was suffered to retain his kingly dignity at least in name for three years longer. At the close of this period, he had the hardihood to try and throw off the yoke and rebelled against his suzerain. But this only involved his kingdom in deeper misery. Unable to take the field in person, Nebuchadnezzar sent a numerous force against him from his now-subject provinces of Chaldea 
and Syria, as well as Moab and Ammon, 2 Kings 24 verse 2. These overran the whole country and reduced it to the lowest degree of wretchedness and misery. During the period of degradation that now ensued, Jehoiakim, either in a contest with some of his many foes or owing to a rising of his oppressed subjects, came to a violent end. His body lay ignominiously exposed upon the ground and was buried with the burial of an ass without pomp or ceremony beyond the gates of Jerusalem. B.C. 599, Jeremiah 22 verses 18 and 19, 36 verse 30. Jehoiakim, his son, also called Jeconiah and Coniah, was now placed upon the throne, 2 Chronicles 36 verse 9. But after a reign of three months and ten days, Nebuchadnezzar's army appeared before Jerusalem, and the young king and his court surrendered at discretion. The temple was again pillaged of such vessels that yet remained. The king himself, the nobles, and chief artisans were removed to Babylon, and none, save the poorest of the population, were left behind. 2 Kings 24 verses 8 to 16. Mataniah, the uncle of the captive king, was now placed by the Babylonian monarch in charge of the exhausted kingdom and took the name of Zedekiah. In defiance of the dictates of common prudence and of the advice of the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah 27 and 28, compare Ezekiel 17 verses 12 to 21, he was foolish enough to court an alliance with Pharaoh Hophra or Apres, a new and enterprising monarch in Egypt. Instantly, the Babylonian armies were put into motion and overran all Judah, while Jerusalem together with Lachish and Azekar alone held out. A temporary delay was caused by an effort of the king of Egypt to relieve his ally and the necessity of first repulsing the Egyptian forces. This achieved, the Chaldeans again presented themselves before the walls of the holy city and besieged it for upwards of 16 months. The wretched inhabitants were reduced to the most fearful straits. Famine prevailed throughout the city, 2 Kings 25 verse 3. The tongue of the sucking child clave to the roof of its mouth for thirst. The young children cried for bread, and no man brake it unto them. Lamentations 4 verse 4. Nobles that had ever before fed delicately searched even dunghills for any remnants of food that might be found. Lamentations 4 and verse 5. And mothers boiled their own children. Lamentations 4 verse 10. The Lord at last poured upon the city the cup of his fierce anger for all its iniquities, and its day of doom was come. At length the Chaldean armies effected a breach in the strong walls and made their way into the city. With a few of his troops, Zedekiah effected his escape to Jericho, but was pursued, captured and sent to Nebuchadnezzar at Riblah. Judgment was then passed upon him, 2 Kings 25 verse 6. And his sons having first been put to death before his face, his eyes were thrust out, and laden with fetters, he was removed to Babylon, B.C. 588. Punishment having thus been inflicted on the king, Nebuzaradan, an officer high in the confidence of the Babylonian monarch, was dispatched to Jerusalem to carry out the complete destruction of the city. By his orders, the temple, the royal palace, the houses of the wealthy were set on fire. The walls were broken down, the sacred vessels of the once glorious house of Jehovah were plundered. The brazen pillars were broken up. 
The chief priests were put to death, and the rest, with the greater part of the inhabitants, were removed to Babylon. A scanty remnant was permitted to remain in their native land to be vine dressers and husbandmen, Jeremiah 52 verse 16, under the superintendence of Gedaliah, who with a Chaldean guard, Jeremiah 40 verse 1, 2 and 5, was stationed at Mizpah, 2 Kings 25 verse 23, Jeremiah 40 verse 6, a strong fortress six miles north of Jerusalem. Declining the offer of a retreat at Babylon, Jeremiah resolved to share the lot of this miserable remnant in his own land, Jeremiah 40 verse 6. But even the late terrible misfortunes could not calm the spirit of faction. Gedaliah was assassinated under circumstances of revolting treachery by Ishmael, a man of royal blood, together with some of the Chaldean guard. See 2 Kings 25 verse 25, Jeremiah 41 verses 1 to 10. Johanan, one of the captains of the army of Judah, who had in vain warned Gedaliah of his danger, Jeremiah 40 verses 13 to 16, gathered a force and pursued the assassin as far as Gibeon, but he effected his escape beyond Jordan to the country of the Ammonites. Jeremiah 41 verse 15. Then the little remnant of Jews, fearful of the vengeance of the Babylonian monarch, contrary to the advice of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 42 verses 7 to 22, fled into Egypt, and after first settling at Tapanese, Jeremiah 43 verse 7, were scattered throughout the country at Migdol, Noph, and Pathros, Jeremiah 44 verse 1, whither also Jeremiah accompanied them to share their fortunes and to die. End of Book 10, Part 3, Chapter 7 Read by Cliffstone of Sydney, Australia